This is Elena Alvarez, and this is the seventh episode of the Digital Storytelling Fall 2017 class podcast, The Roast of Iowa City. Here with me today is Digital Storytelling classmate Dominique Coleman, and our guest for the day is University of Iowa student Rachel Settle, a sophomore who currently lives at Hawks Ridge. Today we're going to be talking about the issue of student housing, particularly for college students. When you're living in college, you kind of only have the option to live in either a dorm your freshman year while you adjust. Most people after that will move out of the dorms into apartments or houses, really whatever option you have on campus for yourself. Or you could choose to stay in the dorms, but let's be real, nobody ever really does that. And then we also kind of have, at least at the University of Iowa, alternative housing options, I like to call them, places like Hawks Ridge or The Quarters. Overall, we're going to be talking about the issue that housing options for students when you're in college completely suck. We can kind of see this in the fact that apartments are never as clean or well-maintained as they should be. The same goes for houses. As soon as you move out of the residence halls, it kind of seems like landlords are just looking to screw you over. The good quality housing options are just way too far out of normal people's price ranges, especially if you're a college student working to pay your rent yourself. And the stuff that is good quality that people would actually like to live in is often just way too far out of our price ranges. Kind of seems like a norm that landlords take advantage of college students in need of housing. I was able to interview Amanda Elkins, a attorney here at the University of Iowa with Student Legal Services, who talked to me and gave me a little bit of background information about renters' rights in Iowa City that our policies and laws put in place to protect students and really keep landlords from taking advantage of them. So here is my interview with her that I did the other day. In Iowa, we do have what's called the Landlord-Tenant Act. It's Iowa Code Chapter 562A. And so that lays out some of the kind of the basics of renting. Uh, landlords are free to draft their own leases. They don't have to be the same, although there are some samples that are provided by the Bar Association. For the most part, tenants and landlords can enter into a contract, they, any contract they want, provided that it doesn't violate the Landlord-Tenant Act. It's not a perfect law. It, it really puts, I think, a lot of pressure on the tenant to protect themselves, as a, and it requires them to do the work. It's going to be important for students to um, document any damage they see in their apartment at the beginning of their lease. Um, it's important that, that students read the entire lease before they sign it to understand what their rights are. It's not something that can be easily just canceled. It also puts pressure on, on tenants because let's say a landlord wrongfully keeps a security deposit, it really puts the burden on the tenant to actually go forward and sue um, the landlord, typically in small claims court, to get the money back. Um, it's also a pretty low standard. The, the landlord just has to show that it's more likely than not that they deserve to keep the money. Uh, so I, I think the students are at a disadvantage because the landlords have been doing this forever. They have their own attorneys who know landlord-tenant law front and back. 
uh, students obviously have student legal services to come to, but oftentimes students kind of forget about us until they need us. We offer free lease review, so if a student hasn't signed yet and would like an attorney to read it over, we do that for free and, and we think it's a, a great service to have for students. I think the other thing that students get caught up in sometimes is that, you know, when you're in the, the residence halls, you don't really have to worry about monthly bills. So when you get to an apartment, you see, okay, this is the rent, that's affordable, but you've got to think about security deposits and utilities and cable and internet and parking and transportation and pet fees and renter's insurance and all of those things add up. And it's really tempting to go to these brand new apartments that are in great locations, but it can be financially difficult for students. So I tell students sometimes, you know, it may, it may be worth it to look a little, look outside of downtown. Coralville, for example, you're gonna get a lot more bang for your buck. Um, you have to deal with transportation, but you're gonna get something perhaps a little bit better. I'm glad we're talking about this today because the Iowa City City Council just passed a brand new ordinance last night. Basically, it gives the city some power to adjust rental rates when landlords are violating the law. In the past, they haven't really been able to do that. You know, there's been situations where a landlord hasn't paid the water bill and the city, you know, the students are kind of like, what are we going to do? You know, it's not our fault. And the city has stepped in and said, hey, you know, landlord, you've got to turn the water back on. But this creates, you know, there's some financial consequences at this point. So if the landlord's not providing those essential services, which is going to be heat, water, just running water and hot water, the, the city can step in and say, well, if you're not going to provide those things, your, your tenants aren't going to pay rent. Uh, we don't see a ton of that, fortunately, but what we do see is landlords who are renting to students without having a rental permit. And that means that it's not approved by the city. They haven't had their, their inspection. So it's really kind of this wild west where we don't even know if this house is up to code. So now, with this new law, if the city finds out that a landlord has been renting without a rental permit, they can perhaps abate the rent. So it's going to decrease the rent because why should you be paying rent for an apartment that doesn't provide essential services or hasn't even been approved by the city? So I'm, I think that's a great thing. I, I haven't heard of it personally uh, in Iowa. But I think part of it has to do, one, with the situation that happened last year with a, a, an apartment building called Rose Oaks, I believe it was called. But also I think, I, I believe that, ten, or that students, because they make up such a large portion of the tenant population in Iowa City, really play a part in that because we see students who are taken advantage of, um, you know, they're just so excited to have that first apartment that maybe they don't understand the lease or they just think this is the way things should work. They don't realize that the landlord's actually breaking the law. Another service that Student Legal Services provides is we do uh, presentations both to the campus as a whole. We've got one of those coming up on the 24th. It's called Renting 101. We talk about what to look for in a lease. We talk about whether it's even a good idea to live off campus given the costs. We talk about what to do if you're having problems with your landlord. Hopefully prepare students before they, they sign their first lease because it's probably the first big contract they've ever signed. Mm -hmm. And also there's a student group um, that has some questions about renting as a group. We, we'd be happy to come to meetings as well. 
Like I mentioned earlier, aside from dorms, apartments, or houses, we also have something that I like to call alternative housing options. And that's places that are put together for students to come and stay at. Places like Hawks Ridge or the newly opened place that's off campus, the Quarters. And Rachel, our guest, who is a student here at the University of Iowa, a sophomore, is currently living at Hawks Ridge. So Rachel, can you tell us a little bit about your experience living at Hawks Ridge and if you think it is a good alternative to living in a dorm or living in a crappy apartment or house? Yes, um, I've definitely done all three. I've lived in the dorms, I lived in an apartment, and now I live at Hawks Ridge. And to me, Hawks Ridge is a great option. It is a fully furnished apartment, and as a college student, I'm 19 myself, I don't have the money to buy a bed or a couch or even try to transport stuff up from my parents' house in Gurney, Illinois. So that really helped me out. Hawks Ridge is an affordable living option that does not have to be a crappy apartment closer to campus. Yes, it's pretty far. I will give you that. But there is a bus. There's a charter bus that brings you to campus. And I really like that. I currently live in a four bedroom apartment with three other girls. I have a huge room. It came with a bed, a desk, dresser, everything. And I have a walk-in closet. Oh, nice, so nice. it's awesome. And that's just in the bedroom. And then in the living room, there's a stainless steel kitchen appliances. It comes with a 55-inch LG Smart TV plus couches. And I pay $5.98 a month, which includes utilities. Nice. $6.43, oh, wow. including my car, which is underground parking. And I really do like it. I think if you're looking for an affordable option, you should live there. I've seen the quarters as well because I've had friends live there. And also, I've gone on a tour. It's a nice place. It really is. Places like the quarters, like Hawks Ridge are places that students should look at. It's so much better than an apartment. You just feel like you're living in poverty because <laughs> you're spending almost $1,000 for this crappy place. Mm -hmm. Save your money and live in an alternative housing. Wow, so you are really all for alternative housing. So how long were you living in, I mean, you're a sophomore, so your freshman year, were you living in the dorms and then you also moved to an apartment? Like, what was the timeline? So I moved here to Iowa City last August, and I lived in Birch. Everyone calls it Dirty, Dirty Birch. <laughs> I will say that is probably some of my favorite moments at Birch. I met a lot of my great friends there and um, that I know will stick there for a long time. But I wanted to get out of the dorms. <laughs> and I am a student who has to pay her own way, and I found a job out here. And I wanted to keep my job, so I was like, I decided that I'm going to stay here over the summer. And so I found an apartment that I thought I could afford. Was it an apartment building that was downtown? Apartments downtown, yes. That's the apartment complex. Nice. That's one of the companies that I am frequently hearing that people are having problems with. I've heard that their, like, their office is never even open when people have problems and that their voice mailbox is completely full and that they just don't return calls and they have nothing but angry customers calling in and, and trying to leave messages to get help about problems and they just don't respond. I broke my lease. So when I was getting ready to move out, they changed their hours to 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. I had a three hour window to move out and turn in my key. 
I mean, I rent through apartments at Iowa. Um, I don't really know anyone specifically who rents through apartments downtown, but they're never open half the time. They are closed on Saturdays and Sundays, and I think they're only open till like, 4. They are all the same company. I did not know that. I found that out through legal problems. You did have to result to legal issues. Yes, I did. I mean, I know there was even a guy who I talked to at, like, the UPS store, and he saw my address, and he said he lived there last year, and he was like, make sure they don't screw you out of getting back your security deposit because they almost did that to him and his roommates. I I never got it. Really? You never got your security deposit? Nope. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's horrible. That was $700 down the drain. Kind of seems like now is a good time to transition into our own personal experiences with Iowa City's ever so problematic housing issues. So welcome to this bit of the show, Housing Horror Stories. We're going to share with you some of our own experiences dealing with Iowa City's fantastic housing companies. So like I said, I lived in an apartment. I signed a lease back in March. It is a, a small apartment on Dodd Street. It's really old. And I lived in the basement apartment, apartment six at that place. And it was pretty cool. I had my own little porch right outside my uh, front door. I didn't have to share a front door with anybody else. It was very vintage looking. And I'm like, ooh, this is kind of bougie. I kind of like it when I originally (laughs) saw it. But when I moved in, I moved in in May. I was paying rent from March until May before I even moved in. When I moved in, I didn't have heat for two nights. My stoves didn't work. And that's not even the icing on the cake. I found bugs in my apartment, which I found out to be termites. And the way I found out is because my cat ingested their feces. And my cat got really sick. I had to bring her in for surgery. That was $2,000 money that I didn't have because I had to bring her in for surgery. And they told me bugs are good in that apartment. That means the bug killer's working. I was supposed to live in that apartment from March of this year until July of next chair. As you can see, I live in Hawks Ridge now. (laughs) I contacted the Better Business Bureau. I contacted the City of Iowa City, the Johnson Health Department, and also the Iowa Tent Association. I contacted all of them to see what I could do. Then I emailed apartments downtown. I said, I'm getting out of this lease. You will let me get out of this lease. I will move out at the move out date at the end of the summer. July will be, you will use my last month rent. I just want out. Well, at least you moved into a good place like Hawks Ridge. <laughs> yes, so. I did. Dominique, do you have any housing horror stories you okay. want to share with us? Well, I don't have any horror stories specifically, but just definitely frustrating things that I've faced living in my apartment for. I mean, I moved in in August, so not too long. When we first moved in, I live on the top floor above Bardot. I rent through apartments at Iowa, like I said. And moving in, there's at least five flights of stairs and there's no elevator. Well, there is an elevator, but it's for people with disabilities, but even moving in, you can't use the elevator. So we ended up, myself and my roommates, paid a couple of frat guys to like move our stuff for like 60 bucks an hour, which like, come on. I made sure I just used only an hour. They had to carry my heavy-ass dresser up five flights of stairs, and I felt, I felt pretty bad, but I mean, at least I didn't have to do it. You know, I think, honestly, that's just like a hazard, not allowing people to use elevators, especially while moving in and being like, there's so many stairs. 
I just thought it was a really frustrating issue and came into the same issue another time when my great-grandma was visiting and she really wanted to see my apartment. I wanted to show her, but again, we couldn't use the elevator. And I went in to the office. It's right downstairs in the same building of my apartment, but they were closed and they were supposed to be open. Like on their hours, it said it was like, I think like three o'clock and they closed at like four and they were closed. There was, you know, no one to go and get like the disability key for the elevator, anything like that. So I felt so horrible. Like I had to go one step at a time with my great grandma. You know, it was really like just frustrating because number one why were they closed they didn't like send out an email or say anything about being closed early or anything like that and then like my great grandma had to go up all those stairs you would think (laughs) of all times they would let you use that service elevator for move in especially move in especially for move in but honestly it's a hazard what if like people had dropped their dresser or something like and then down the stairs yeah yeah down five flights of stairs and and crush somebody at the bottom they could have sued apartments at iowa i'm sure and then your poor your poor great-grandmother yeah i know oh my gosh i felt so bad we had to go one stair at a time she got up there but you know a pretty nice apartment honestly but i pay way too much money i think like mm-hmm. i think our rent is 16 or 1700 a month so it's like 630 a person not including utilities for how many roommates i live with two other people so it's three bedrooms okay. two bathrooms which that's just ridiculous to me I they're mean, seriously screwing college students here and i guess i can provide my own horror story that is a little bit different from both of yours since rachel you live at hawks ridge and dominique you live in an apartment i live in a house on the 900 block of Iowa Avenue. So it is nice being right there on Iowa Ave, a straight shot down from the campus. I do like that because it makes the walk feel a lot shorter. Now my house we rent from, I think it's kind of just a a local properties management place, MAK Properties. I believe it's family owned. We have one landlord that we're always in contact with. The house is meant for five, but we got this idea from the girls that were living there at the time to fit somebody in the downstairs, the basement. But that being said, I think for our house, at least for as good of a property that we have, we're paying a fair amount for rent between six girls. For the five that should have been in the house, it would have been a 500 monthly rent fee, including utilities, but utilities actually aren't that bad. And with our sixth roommate, it brought it down just under 420 a month, which I think for a house is fantastic. And I think for people living in these apartments, especially the ones that are just completely crappy and not well-maintained whatsoever, people should be paying that kind of amount for those kind of apartments. For what we have, I honestly think that we should be paying more because it is in pretty good condition. But my horror story starts at the beginning of this fall semester when we moved in at the end of the summer. We were in for a couple weeks and right at the beginning of the semester, I don't know why he decided to do it this way, but our landlord decided that he was gonna have our kitchen and bathroom retiled right when classes started. So we were kind of annoyed we wouldn't be able to utilize our kitchen and bathroom right at the first week of classes. But at the same time, we were excited that we were getting new tile in our kitchen and our bathroom. So we were completely unopposed to the idea. But that being said, we had to move our appliances out onto the porch. And of course it was the first week of classes, so we all had just stocked the fridge. To keep all of our food from going to waste, our landlord suggested that we move the fridge to the porch, which was a good idea because we had an outlet out there and we could plug it in and it was all gonna work out well. The tiling was supposed to be done for both rooms in three or four days tops, he had said. And it ended up taking almost a week and a half that our fridge was sitting outside on the porch and 
couldn't use the bathroom and it just kind of made things problematic but of course things like this do happen so we weren't too upset until one of the very last days that the tiling was being done it was maybe 11 o'clock on a weeknight and I'm upstairs doing homework in my room and I hear all this shouting coming from downstairs and I had no idea what was going on so I ran downstairs and all my roommates are screaming we got robbed we just got robbed and I'm like what the hell is going on everybody's here they broke into the house with with everyone here people in the living room and, and you guys witnessed this like what happened and my roommate Alyssa um, goes no our fridge got robbed off the porch people emptied our fridge and took all of our food literally all of our food I was in just complete disbelief we walked out to the porch and we're inspecting the fridge and there's literally nothing in it aside from like ketchup bottles and hot sauce. All the, the good food, eatable food, aside from condiments, was gone. They left, I think, a gallon of milk. And then what was funny about it was that uh, we had a bottle of wine and a couple beers in there and they didn't even take those. They just took our really? food, even That'd the freezer. The good stuff. Exactly. Honestly, I was going to say that sounds like college students, but I mean, who... What Hawkeye would leave the beer behind? Exactly. What Hawkeye would leave the beer behind? So we were just bewildered. Not to mention we had a bottle of Tito's vodka in the freezer. And they emptied the freezer, took all the food, but not even the vodka. I don't understand. I'm starting to think that maybe these guys were just visiting from another school because no Hawkeye would do that. But uh, maybe yeah, he's a our, homeless guy. Maybe. No, it, it was not. And this is this is why I can prove to you that it wasn't. Uh, my roommate Alyssa had been walking home from work downtown uh, and as she was approaching our house just got right onto the block at Iowa Avenue Governor she saw a guy on our porch and as she kind of walked up and yelled at him and was like hey what are you doing he turns around and he's got bags he literally came <laughs> with bags to put all of our food oh in God. And get away. I wonder and, if you spec inspected your uh, fridge before. Well, you yeah. know, the fridge was out there for so long on the porch that people were just like, I bet you there's food in there. Yeah. Uh, but what the kicker is, is that this guy loaded up his bags and my roommate yells at him and he runs off the porch onto the street where there is a getaway car waiting <laughs> on the street. This was a planned attack. It was strategized. And we were just left in complete oh disbelief gosh. that we had been robbed by uh, hopefully not fellow Hawkeyes of all of our food, <laughs> again, because they left the booze, which I just find so hard to believe. What Hawkeye would leave booze? I just, I cannot <laughs> believe that. And then I guess now is really a good time to, to move into the segment of the show called The Rant. So this week I'm going to be ranting about these fantastic local events that have been popping up on Facebook for Iowa City. I don't know if anybody else, I'm sure at this point a lot of people have seen these strange, ridiculous Facebook events, I like to call them. I started noticing them popping up on my timeline on Facebook at the beginning of the school year. And it all started with an event entitled Naruto Run Down the T. Ann Cleary Walkway on campus. And while it was funny, I never thought equally as strange Facebook events would blow up like this one blow up like they did. After that one, it was a release in It's Wednesday, My Dudes, Screech on the Pentacrest from a viral vine that came out years ago. It is Wednesday, My Dudes. And then an event called Victory Screech on the Pentacrest from Spongebob, of all things. <laughs> Victory Screech! 
and even a scream into the void on the Pentacrest. After that was a series of events that had thousands of local people responding interested or going, and they took it quite seriously. Uh, it started with an event called Steal All of Iowa's Corn, which uh, of course was ironically made by somebody in Nebraska, of course. Are we surprised, really? No. No. Not no. at all. <laughs> well, they call themselves the Huskers, so... Yeah, but, but if they're so proud of their corn, why do they have to come and steal our corn? Because they corn don't have better. Iowa's corn is so much obviously. better. They know that, so they want to take our corn so they can call it Nebraskan corn. <laughs> I think not. It's all because our football team's so much better than theirs. They're just like, <laughs> their corn has to be better too. Salty Nebraskans <laughs> made that event. And then after that, Iowa Facebook retaliated with an event called Defend Our Corn from Nebraskans Trying to Steal It. And then the response to that one was sing the song Jimmy Crack Corn to distract the Iowans defending the corn. And then the last of all of them was use all of Iowa's corn to make whiskey and cornbread so no one can steal it. Made from some other person in a local Midwestern state. So, Well, uh, we all know there's only corn and booze in this state, so... Why not? Whiskey and cornbread, so nobody can steal the corn. And since the war on Iowan corn, I like to call it, more and more purely ridiculous Facebook events continue to appear, such as walk like Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man 3 through the Pentacrest, <laughs> and yell, are you feeling it now, Mr. Krabs, at the Pentacrest, and I many others. Did, see did you see that yeah. one? <laughs> My only thoughts on these Facebook events are as follows. Who the f*** comes up with this stuff? <laughs> and why are you all obsessed with screaming things at the Pentacrest? Honestly, at the end of the day, I'm just glad that no Nebraskans stole our corn. Thank you. That has been an episode of The Roast of Iowa City. Have a good night. <laughs>